When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, uh, the heavens have opened up a bit this afternoon, wherever you may be listening, but it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Actually, we'll fine up tomorrow and be a, a great weekend. 23 degrees of forecast top come Sunday for the big event uh, this weekend, being, of course, State of Origin 2 between New South Wales and Queensland. Haggers, a very good evening to you. Hello, Peter. How are you going? Big event, yeah, come Sunday, but I'm declaring that this is uh, State versus state, code versus code, weekend at war. Because you look at the fixtures, the AFL fixtures, it's tonight, it's first and second at the MCG. Mm -hmm. So it's Brisbane and uh, Melbourne. Tomorrow, how's this for Saturday? Uh, They call it a super Saturday. I reckon this is a super, super Saturday. (laughs) Third, Fremantle versus fifth, Carlton at Marvel. Yep. Followed straight into fourth, Geelong against sixth, Richmond. What a game. Cannot split them. Yeah. Well, I think there's a little bit of news breaking with teams that just may help me sway perhaps towards Geelong. And then straight out of that, tomorrow night, uh, sorry, Saturday night, 7th, Sydney, and 8th, St Kilda. St Kilda on the slide, both need to win. That's the top eight playing amongst each other. You know, it's only the fifth time in the entire history of the, of the v, or the AFL's top eight system. It's only the fifth time in something like 20, nearly 30, how long has that been? 1994? 1990, wasn't it? 1994 was the top eight system, Pete. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm saying that it's the first time in a decade and it's the fifth time in the history of the top eight system the top eight have played amongst each other in a particular round. On the same weekend, so the AFL have got the showcase mm. on the same weekend, of course, here in Perth, and you're talking about it, and I'm sure you're going to go. Here's to the big state of origin here. So it's AFL versus NRL with NRL's Biggest showcase is probably the, the state of origin. It is. It's even bigger than grand finals. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's the big weekend. And let's just kick a couple of things off, Pete, with a few bits and pieces. Matt Tamina named for Fremantle on the interchange bench. Still not convinced he's actually in their best 22. I'm still not convinced he plays. Mm-hmm. I think there's some talk of him. But if he travels, well, naturally, he might as well play. Otherwise, play in the waffle. But he's named in Fremantle's 22. I still think that Griffin Logue's value continues to rise, both with Fremantle or on the open market. Dom Sheed, his injury, I've heard is pretty bad. Pretty bad. He played last week and was one of their better players. So what's transpired between last week and him not being uh, included in the side this week? Well, West Coast are talking about a hot spot in his foot. Yeah, I I have heard it's 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 a bad hot spot and it's it. It could well be some recurrence of his original ankle injury or another injury as a result of carrying that. Now, I, I didn't think Dom was ready to go back in, to be honest. His, his waffle form, his numbers were good, but, gee, he was, his gait was poor. And even in training, he has struggled to get up week after week to play in the waffle. But I've heard Dom Sheed is really bad. Nick Nat knew he playing the reserves, West Coast reserves. So mm-hmm. the waffle on Saturday, Saturday evening, 5 o'clock. At uh, at Lathlane Park, it's a double header. There's two games there Saturday afternoon. One at two thirty, one at five. He'll play about seventy minutes. I'm told. Now I know Adam Simpson's just told uh, Hayes about forty minutes. 
I heard through yesterday and today that it's, it will be more than that. And he will play the following week. Will play uh, the following week because there's no waffle the following week. It's a general bye. Mm-hmm. So Nat and Yui to play 60, 70 minutes on Saturday evening for the reserves team. Will Brody at Fremantle. I'm just before just, you go, okay. let's just confirm what Simpson, Adam Simpson said on Hazen Mardo's Run Home Show just a few moments ago regarding Nick Nat Nui. How close is or was Nick Nat Nui from returning? No, not really. No, he, he, he's, he's going to play some minutes tomorrow, um, on Saturday night. Um, yep. Uh, he'll, but he won't play a lot. Um, but it, it's just part of his rebuild. He's been out for, for a significant amount of time, and it'd be, it'd be um, you know, not crazy, but it'd just be too much of a risk to, to throw him straight in into a game on Friday night. So, I mean, the, the question was, do we actually keep training him or do we get him to play a little bit of waffle football? And it's worked pretty well for us, getting him out in the ground and getting him running around. So he'll, he'll do that on Saturday night um, at uh, Mineral Resources Park. I think we'll have a good... 14 or 15 players playing for us this week, which I think four weeks ago we had to forfeit a game with not enough players. So we're starting to get our players back, but unfortunately it's, it's round 15. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're, they're coming back, and um, hopefully we get some good games under some of those younger players and players come back from injury, and, and Nick will be one of them on, on Saturday night. So there you go. Didn't clear in that grab how many minutes he'll play, but you're on the impression he needs to get a decent run under his belt, yeah. doesn't he? I've heard it's 70 minutes, 60 yeah. to 70 minutes, and uh, that makes a bit more sense. But he will play the following week uh, uh, because there's no waffle game for Nick Nat Newey to go back into. So it's Essendon tomorrow night, Nick Nat Newey. And as Adam Simpson indicated, they're probably not even close for this week. Play in the waffle, get get a good hit out, recover, and then probably play against Richmond at the MCG the following week, Peter. Okay. Now, uh, just while we're looking at that, Josh Kennedy needs to go public with what his plan is for his farewell match. Needs to go public. Yeah. But he just he came just, out a short time ago saying that he's intending to play out the remainder of the season. Can't possibly do that. He's carrying a bad knee. Are you saying he needs to come out public? Yeah, or are you think... hearing he will be coming out public? Uh, oh, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> he needs to come out and let us know what the plan is because I think he, if it was an Essendon where it's a winnable game, home game, there's some home games left. I don't think he's going to – he's not going to play a farewell game at Geelong in round 23. He's not going to play a farewell game in Fremantle's home derby in round 22. Adelaide in round 21 is too far away. That's four more home games. Mm-hmm. He, he needs to come out soon. What about Carlton in round 17? Here. So finish where it all started. Ah, so here let's, we go. Let's keep, let's keep our eyes and ears let's peeled. Let's jot that down. Because I think jo- Josh has been struggling. I think his form's been poor. Uh, it gets glossed over, I think, because of where they're at. And Adam Simpson had talked about last week about how it was a great performance against Geelong. Oh, we still didn't win, though. And, uh, oh, we were much better. And even, even in today's press... Get quote from Adam Simpson. Getting that wheeling, winning feeling back would be nice, but that takes time. And it's not as easy as you think. Really? Mm. Is that laying another platform for more losses to come instead of, well, we'll be winning some games soon. It's not as easy as you think. I, I, I was surprised at that. Okay, let's have a look. Uh, before we continue and look at the teams for this weekend and discuss a couple of issues, Hags has thrown a couple out already. Uh, just reminding you, the Tempera Bedshed text line 
0487-736-736. Bedshed, of course, experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store. Visit bedshed.com.au. So get onto that now. I've already had a couple. 0487-736-736. Or the Scarborough Toyota open line. Give us a call, 131255. Hags, I need to get your opinion on this. Now, people are starting to give their opinion. Colin... uh, well, Craig McRae, the Collingwood coach, came out today uh, and has failed to guarantee that Jordan Degoe will be at the football club next year. He spoke publicly for the first time since Degoe's Bali nightclub video scandal erupted. And as we know, since then, uh, Degoe has decided to take some personal leave from the club. He was asked the question whether Degoe will be at the football club next year. And he responded by saying, I hope so. I really do. I hope he finds a place where he can come back and he can be the best version of himself without guaranteeing whether Collingwood would be that place. Well, I, I, I don't see how he could have guaranteed, given what's transpired over the last week now, let's say five or six yeah. days. He couldn't possibly, because of the, the outrage and the reaction to Jordan Degoe being involved in those videos with the girl up in Bali. But I think Collingwood have got to be – they have had to be really strong in this because I think they – I get the impression they've been given instructions from the AFL. But Collingwood's response would have to be, we've got to be a bit careful here on how we handle this guy. One is mental health. I mean, that's another issue they'll all talk and, about. And However, somebody's starting to make – and a lot of people are now making their uh, observation and judgment on the mental health card in this situation. It's poor to pull it. He certainly didn't look as though he had any mental health issues in that video. Yeah. But Collingwood allowed him to go. He sought permission and Collingwood says, yes, you can go to Bali. Even accepted and you'll be back on Sunday night to train on Monday. I, given that they did sanction that, they have to be very careful in how they penalise, I think, especially now that it's in reaction to a lot of people who didn't, who have taken offence to the poor respect for women, which yeah. is a modern day issue, particularly and a lot of sporting bodies and the AFL especially trying to set uh, an agenda on all of that. Collingwood allowed him to go. That's why I think they had to come down on him gently. As for next year, he's going to think about whether he wants to stay there or need a fresh start. He'll be now, him and his management will be getting a lot of approaches from potential suitors for his talents for next year because he's a, he's a restricted free agent. He can go on the market for something like the sort of money that he was probably going to get at Collingwood. So he might not play with Collingwood again. I don't discount that. Mm. I think they'll win on Sunday. I really do, GWS. I think they'll beat uh, GWS on Sunday. And and look as though they've gone past another Jordan Degoe issue. And, and the smaller issue was, again, disrespect for, for girls was what uh, the, the two young boys did in Quainer and uh, Ginevan. It's been a bad week for Collingwood. I think they can they, they can galvanise and they can win on Sunday. Whether When Jordan Degoe goes back, that then resurfaces this whole story again. They didn't knock it on the head and get in there Monday and say, right, I'm really sorry, I've copped the fine uh, or I've copped the game span. I reckon it's a soft, soft sort of sanction, mm. really soft, $25,000 suspended. That's nothing. He'll never pay that because he, he might not be around. Yeah. But other clubs will look at him. Whether you wouldn't, The big question, would, would you pay him six, five, 650, 700 grand, 750 to $800,000 a year for three or four or five years, you couldn't possibly. Yeah, and to... one other reason why I reckon they've withdrawn the contract is because they would have to re- withdraw the contract to say, listen, if we come back to you with a, another offer, there'll be some clauses in here that you have to conform and to. And the other thing, if you're going to pay that sort of money, I tell you what, you need a good insurance company to, to cover the insurance just in case it went awry. Before we take a break, one thing I saw today, 
uh, in these, in some ways, interesting troubled times for the AFL regarding Jordan Degoe and what's been planted. I saw, and congratulations to Jackson Archer, of course, the yeah. son of uh, the shin boner of the century, Glenn Archer. Mm. They got it on FaceTime. Uh, Jackson is there, rings his dad, gets him on FaceTime uh, and says, uh, hey, Jackson, how you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Dad. Uh, what are you doing, Dad? Oh, I says, I'm just about to head off and coach the under-12s. You must be looking after an <laughs> under-12s team. And then I, uh, Glenn goes to Jackson, uh, what's up, mate? I'm playing this weekend. And the emotion mm. from the tough Glenn Archer was fantastic. He welled up. He had to pull the phone away so his son wouldn't see him tear up. And then, of course, he says, I've got the lump in the throat. It was just fantastic. Mm. Really was great to watch. So if you can catch that, it's on social media. Uh, Jackson Archer makes his debut for the Kangaroos this week uh, with his former dad, with his dad being part of one of the great uh, eras at the North Melbourne Kangaroos. And what a footballer Glenn Archer was. And, Peter, let me pour a bit of cold water on and dampener on all of that (laughs) because North Melbourne aren't going to have too many more good times. Yeah. The appointment of Jeff Walsh. As the uh, former North Melbourne CEO. Yeah. He's and returned also, to the Roos. And one of the one of the gurus of Australian rules football at the elitist level. Uh, he oversaw the review at Carlton that removed David Teague and the chief executive. And he'll oversee a review at North Melbourne. And watch for the likes of David Noble and Ben Amafio to be moved on. Mm-hmm. Now, it will also grow. So who's brought him in? North Melbourne. I mean, there are board members, and there are that those have, that, that have brought him in. Well, he's a he's a guru. Yeah. He actually worked for the AFL, you know, uh, Jeff right. Walsh, and he's putting together the list. He's the list manager in the formation of the Tasmanian team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as 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 someone who's been heavily involved there with, and close to Alistair Clarkson. So, Jeff. So, Walsh, who will Walsh work with? He'll have to work with the senior coach. He'd have to work with no, the well, footy, he'll footy work, bosses. As he'll well. work with those behind the scenes that will be saying. And telling the truth, as opposed to what gets said from a mafio, from Brady Rawlings, and from David Noble himself, publicly, oh, everything's hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. Jeff Walsh starts talking to staff and office staff and players and support staff and boot stutters. He'll find out what's going on there, and so there'll be change. That's what happened at Carlton. I sense the same will happen with Jeff Walsh here. And there'll be strong growth in rumour mill turning about Peter Bell from Fremantle going to North Melbourne in a very senior administrational position. Okay, uh, we're going to go to the open lines before we take a break. Uh, Of course, uh, a lady that gives us some great opinions every uh, Monday and Thursday night is Lise. Hello, Lise. How are you going? Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Hello, Lise. I think you're being too nice there, there, Peter. Um, (laughs) Firstly, on um, Jordan Degoe, this guy comes comes out and makes a meat of head of himself over in Bali, and then he blames the media, and then he comes out with this. He's got this um, ADHD, and now he's now he's um, gone from the club because of um, personal reasons. Well, this guy needs to face up to what he's done, take ownership of it, and move on and become a better person. Until then, he will not go anywhere, that guy. And he's got he's, he's, he's a good footballer, he's got potential, and he's, he's just wasting it mm. all on being, being stupid. And, Haggis, what, what's your thoughts on um, $10.5 million for Luke Jackson being offered by Fremantle, I hear? 
Uh, I, I think you have to consider it. Um, I have been asked this question, Lisa, you know, privately, just with acquaintances and through footy contacts as well. You'd have to consider that. Now, clearly there's going to be some feelings around, well, that's too much for a 20-year-old, you know, a six- or seven-year deal for $10 million. But that's what's going to cost them. It's, it would cost Fremantle or West Coast or anyone else that, other than Melbourne. If you're going to lure this boy away at this early, and in my opinion – how good this kid can be. He's going to be a superstar. He's a Brownlow medalist. Mm. The way he plays the game, once his body is really settled and he's in the AFL in two or three or four or five years' time, he will have replaced Max Gorn or he's here at Fremantle. He's replaced Sean Darcy or whoever it is. The way that kid plays, he's rucking, he's running. It's Stephen Michael-like mm. because not many ruckmen can run around the ground, can hit the ground from their own tap and pick it up and then bustle through and get a hand pass away or a clean kick. He, not we many saw, can we go saw forward. Tim English do that a few weeks ago. He didn't not we? with the same athleticism as mm. Luke Jackson. So, Lisa, uh, I don't say that that's absolute verbatim what's being offered around but I sense that the football industry people are talking behind the scenes. If that's what you're going to need to get Luke Jackson, you'd have to consider that. Yeah. And I think I think ultimately, I, I think he'd be worth it. Yeah. Good on you, Lise. Uh, thanks for your call. We just need to clear a break. And keep listening. Uh, we certainly enjoy your input here on Drive with Peter Vlahos, particularly on Monday and Thursday nights with Hans. Did your Rotham got in? The West Coast selectors must have listened to us on Monday. Yeah. Got the yo-yo out. Because that's what he's been, a yo-yo. Well, I think he's back at centre-half back to stay there. And he should be back. He's back. He should be back. I don't reckon we'll see Jeremy McGovern again this year. I think Mm. his his rib injury, if he needed a plate in that, that's bad. Why play at any stage in the next two months? Rotham should get that two months because the kid's playing for his future. Even though he's contracted, I think he's playing now in Jeremy McGovern's position to see if he stays on. And we've already said, Peter, that Jeremy McGovern's not going to be around for much longer. Out of contract next year, at the end of next year, and not accepting an extension beyond that because he's thinking about whether he wants to be part of this rebuild. Well, Josh Rotham's got to be given that chance over the next six, seven or eight weeks to see if he is someone that can replace, not as good as Jeremy McGovern, but at least as their centre half back. Okay, Kim Hagdorn joining us. You can join us anytime on the Tempera Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 and the Scarborough Toyota open line is there for you as Lisa has used at 13 12 55. We'll take a break. It's coming up 17 past five. Drive with Peter Vlahos. All thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre.